test, 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 one, two, test, one, two, one, two. This is Uncle Hokage, your otaku uncle. Welcome to the podcast once more. This is Uncle Hokage's anime podcast where we are talking everything geek chic, everything nerd swerve, everything lame. I don't know, train. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be kind of funny just for the simple fact that this is going to be the second podcast in a row where we're not talking anything anime. And I think that's one of the beautiful parts about having an anime podcast is because there is something, there's, there's overlap when it kind of comes to the cultures. There's overlap when it comes to uh, certain geek activities and certain otaku activities. A lot of people who are into anime are hardcore gamers. So I spent all of the last podcast talking about my uh, previous obsession with Dragon's Dogma and my uh, fun beginning playthrough. But at the same time, there are other endeavors that I I enjoy as well, which I'm sure a lot of you do too. Um, I'm not really going to do a what have I been watching Peace in the beginning. Uh, I think when I finish the current arc for One Piece, I might talk about that. But one of the things that I have to try and do with this podcast more than anything is maintain that level of integrity and honesty to really tell you about what's going on with me, what's going on with my life. And I think the best thing to do is to talk about what I'm currently obsessed with. And for me right now, I am currently obsessed with classic Wow. Classic World of Warcraft, which technically came out on Tuesday, which was yesterday, but it really released on Monday the 26th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So it was 5 p.m. Central time, my time. Um, And since then, it's been a wow bonanza. I have been obsessed. I have been playing it nonstop, off and on, here and there. And what is so crazy about it for someone like me is that I am not an obsessive World of Warcraft player. World of Warcraft is not my game of choice. Historically, I haven't really had much fun with MMOs for a lot of reasons other than Guild Wars. I am a super introverted, isolated, in my own head type of guy, so I like a lot of single player games. That just kind of comes with the nature of my brain. I like to read a lot of books. I like to go to movies by myself sometimes. I like a lot of long walks. I like going to the gym by myself, and I only really want a couple of really good friends and a few acquaintances and my family, and then I'm good. That's really what I need. But I do, at the same time, like huge events. I like going to those big things with a lot of activity and there's a lot of people. Um, I really enjoyed South by Southwest. I really like anime conventions. I like concerts sometimes. But ironically, crowds bother me at the same time. I'm, I'm super strange, super strange. But... That's okay because that's who I am and I'm trying to do a lot of things and be more accepting of who I am and how I show up naturally to the the party and to the gatherings. So that being said, I haven't really played through many MMOs. 
I've tried about 20 of them plus betas. I've tried so many MMOs and I never really reached maximum level because I never did them properly. Multiplayer, uh, what is it? Mighty Molten Power Ranger online games are 130% social activities. You have to play them with a group in order to get the full experience. They're more fun. They're faster. They're not boring. They don't become monotonous. And having a group and social aspect to a title like this is what kind of keeps the ball rolling. Um, my issues with a lot of these games is because I'm so used to playing JRPGs. I'm used to playing at my leisure. I'm used to just being like, okay, um, now is my time to play. Now is when I'm going to play. I'm going to put my work and my effort in right now whenever I freaking felt like it. And that has not been the case with MNOs. Uh, if you want to have fun with them, you got to get a group and you have to build in the group time. Now, ironically, I'm learning that I could have done both. I could have done the wandering exploration thing that I like to do on my own. And then when my group party shows up, then I can go with them to the dungeons and stuff like that. Because I tell you what, I'm having a fun time playing classic WoW right now uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, the main reason is that one of, my, one of my best buds, he is the one that was like, hey, classic WoW's coming. Hey, you know, when that comes, I'm going to be playing it like crazy. Hey, hey, Uncle Hokage, you need to get in there. You need to play that game. And I was like, well, you know. I played a little bit of WoW back in the day. Um, I played it a little bit when it was pretty new. And you know how the tales of the WoW launch experience. I don't think I played it at launch, but I played it pretty close. Um, I stayed away a little bit because of people talking about how the launch was, how hectic it was and how dense it was. And I was perfectly content trying to continue playing the other two or three multi, uh, multiplayer MMOs that I uh, was trying to play. The one that really sparked my interest was Dark Age of Camelot. That one came out when I was in college. So I had to have been, no, 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 it came out before I was in college, but I heard about it when I was about 18 years old. The concept of it intrigued me. And here's one of the things that, here's one of the things how I remember it. Uh, when I was 18, I was up in Indiana, up at uh, Purdue, um, before I dropped out, where I befriended one of my, one of my friends uh, through the anime aspect, but he also used to hook me up when it came to video games and that type of stuff. So he would always know when the latest, greatest game would come out and he'd kind of like get it for everybody in the dorm and we would all kind of sit and play. So I remember playing uh, Dungeon Siege, uh, the first one when it first came out and that kind of Baldur's Gate crawler, we just kind of created our own little land party in the dorm internet and spread it out and then randomly other people started playing it too and we met some cool people that way playing that brand new title. Um, but he was a hardcore gamer. He was, he was deep because he was taking, he's a computer science major, so he was all, he had one foot in the hacking community. He would do um, 
honestly one of the coolest people I ever knew just because of how much knowledge and how he really cared about that whole process and how he was deep into that community. And I realized that there was a whole other community when it came to the whole geek, anime, otaku, nerd world that I just didn't realize. Um, but not to get it on the anime path. He was in the fansum group. He used to hook me up with those shows early. But with games, what he did is he said, hey, you need to come over to one of the computer uh, labs uh, with me one Saturday, one Friday night. And I was like, we're going to go to the computer room. Now, when, I'm not, when, when we say computer lab or computer room, you m probably know what it is, though I c it can't possibly be as common now in colleges as it was back in the day because everybody has a laptop. Everybody has a really good computer. But back in the day, having a really fast computer with fast internet was a luxury. Not everybody had it, but colleges, especially colleges that had a lot of money, were trying to get their students a leg up. So they procured tons and tons of good computers with fast internet. So they opened up these rooms on the weekends and they would let kids install and play whatever game that they kind of wanted to play. So when we came over there, he was like, I'm going to play Counter-Strike. And this is back when Counter-Strike was pretty new. But there was somebody in the corner as he's doing this whole thing and I'm just like marveling, like, man, I wish I had a good computer. And of course I didn't yet. Um, but there was a guy in the back corner and he had Dark Age of Camelot. Now, Dark Age of Camelot was a really fun MMO. And I remember seeing news when it shut down, like maybe six years ago or something like that. But it was the first... MMO that I knew about that popularized the concept of realm versus realm or world versus world. So the way that they would set it up is there were three factions. There was the King Arthur Albion faction where you could do typical Knights of the Round stuff. And then there was the more mythical Elven faction. And then there was the Midgard Norse mythology faction. And then there were these open arenas. So at certain levels, you could take your character and your guild and your crew and whomever else you met and you would go and you would uh, fight other realms in these open arenas with your characters. And that was so refreshing and new and not something that I expected for this type of game. Like I had heard a little bit about EverQuest and I remember reading a review of it on IGN where the guy is talking about how he had stayed up all night. He'd been playing nonstop for several days. He can't believe how it happened. And it was all this brand new sense of a new type of game. EverQuest was the one that really put it on the map. Dark Age of Camelot really perfected it uh, in terms of adding those new features. No, no, Dark Age of Cam Camelot revolutionized it by adding those really core features and World of Warcraft perfected it. World of Warcraft is the OG, the new G, the consistent, it's the, the Jay-Z of MMOs. It does everything right, even though it does a ton of ish wrong. It's a great game. 
but I never really got into it because I wasn't playing it right. I didn't have too many buddies that I would hook hook up with and and, and go explore with. I wasn't uh, spending hours uh, with a bunch of friends making twinks and then going into different battle arenas and um, farming. What is it? Um, what do you get when you win in the battle arenas? Is it reputation? Something like that. See, you can tell. I've never dived into this title the way that I have into other titles. Like, I can tell you everything that happens in Final Fantasy VIII uh, to a T. I can tell you everything. But this game has, like, a different sense ability to me. It has its own different types of memories, foggy hazes, emotional outbursts, uh, frustration at cues and stuff like that, and just meeting really random people and having fun in certain dungeons, but then being weighed down by the repetitive nature of those dungeons. But now, now, it's a different animal. I feel like, I feel like it's opening up to me right now as it never opened up to me in the past. And even when I'm kind of wandering around by myself, I'm meeting people all the time. So let me, let me tell you what my experience has been like so far in Classic WoW. Um, because I'm sure a lot of people are playing it, a lot of people are having a great time. And as somebody whom has that nostalgia feel for WoW, it's all new. Because since I'm playing with my buddy, I rolled Horde for the first time. I have played Alliance the entire time before because myself, like the little kids, I like pretty characters. And I remember the first character I made was like a night elf doing the Michael Jackson uh, moves and stuff like that. And then uh, you realize that everybody who was in that server was either very mature or very young. Um, but everybody else was on the horde. So we had a great time when we used to fight and battle. I played in PVP servers, even though it was my first time, trying to level up, getting ganked out in, um, I think it was Stranglethorn Vale, trying to hunt tigers while uh, an undead rogue was uh, fading in and out and killing me while I'm just trying to uh, get to level 27 or 28 or whatever the hell it was. And One of my big things when it comes to MMOs is I get frustrated. I get frustrated because I, I feel like I can't explore the way I want to explore. I feel like they box you in because your level is your level. And certain areas are meant for certain levels. And I wanted to see everything. I wanted to go fishing out in the center pier. I wanted to get to those islands. I wanted to go to those floating castles again and again and again. And I didn't have as much fun with the repetitive dungeons, doing the same dungeons again and again. But you know what I am having a lot of fun with? I am having a lot of fun with, fi with farming materials. But okay, let me get into my experience so far. All right, World of Cues, classic. <laughs> if you are playing right now, and I hope you are, that is what you are experiencing. You are experiencing cues, long ways. When we logged in the first time, I had to set up my Battle.net account. And uh, to do that, I had to purchase the subscription. 
I had to wait in the queue to get my subscription. Now, I didn't have to wait long, but I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> I was in the queue for about 10 minutes before it let my subscription pay. And then that took another 10 minutes before it actually sent me the email saying, hey, we registered your account and now you can play. And then I was like, awesome. Went, logged into Battle.net, clicked play, and I am number 8,300 and something something. And the wait is 148 minutes, but much longer, if we're being honest. So I happen to be taking a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks off of my uh, day job. I work in an office, like a lot of you guys, being your otaku uncle, I have some responsibilities and stuff like that. Well, because of that, I was like, okay, the game starts at 5 p.m. our time. That's about when everybody's getting off of work. My buddy uh, works in an office too because, uh, you know, we's grown now. And he was like, all right, cool. He called me up. He was like, oh, I'm on my way home. He's like, you got it installed. And I was like, I think so. I was making sure I installed WoW Classic and not retail WoW as I'm realizing it's called now. And I, I, I installed it, I set it up, we're talking back and forth, we're really excited, it's, it's gonna be a great time. Now, he's super thrilled because he's played all the expansions, he's got many capped characters. I'd never had a capped character. I think I had one that was like in her 40s and she was a warrior and that's my first mistake because it took forever to level her and then I switched to a hunter and I got him to 30 something but I just got bored doing the entire game by myself. But he loves it. Now, he's super social. He's animated. He talks all the time. And he was able to uh, experience it for what it was meant to be, how it's actually supposed to be set up. I, on the other hand, am experiencing it for the first time. And what's cool is I've never seen any of the Horde starting zones. I think I saw a little bit of the Barons, but I never really leveled a Horde character. I always went back to the Alliance, somehow found my way back to Goldshire, and that's where I hung out because that is what I knew. And I am, if anything, a man of tradition who doesn't like change, I guess, because I kept doing the same thing. So one of the things that I really am having a lot of fun with is how... It just makes everybody so excited because it's old, but it's new. Now, apparently it's been 15 years since the release. So that's 2004 when the original World of Warcraft first came out. Oh, in case you're wondering, I'm having a vodka soda while I podcast. Makes the world right. Um, the vodka is Smirnoff. The soda is the bottled 7-Eleven. So it's got real sugars instead of the fructose. Maybe that's healthier. I don't know. But anyway, 2004 was when the WoW first came out. Uh, Warcraft is traditionally a strategy game similar to Counter-Strike. And I remember seeing some people playing Warcraft 3 uh, on the computer and how it was one of those revolutionary titles where it made everything real and, and interesting and colorful and it was so engaging how you could just kind of keep coming back and replaying and replaying. And I was like, this is cool, more power to you. I don't love strategy games, but I really respect the hell out of them and I love when people 
are engaged with those type of titles because it speaks to just a slightly different portion of the brain than other titles. Um, I've played Civilization four, five just to play it. That game is very addicting and I was never going to play it against anybody. I just wanted to experience it because strategy is not my thing. My thing is exploration. My thing is exploration, exploration and adventure. That's my bag. So if you give me some exploration, if you give me some adventure, if you give me some events, I'm down. Hence why the MMO I played the most was Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars 2 Guild Wars 2 is the first MMO where I had a max level character. It's the first one where it rewarded me for playing the game how I wanted to play. I think I played as a warrior. I had a bow and arrow. And I had a sword and shield. It rewarded me for exploring. It rewarded me for soloing. It rewarded me for doing little quests. The quests were doable as a single character. It was... Basically, the first single-player MMO that I've ever played prior to Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and if I hadn't, like, my computer hadn't died, I probably would have played a hell of a lot more Final Fantasy XIV as well. But the cool thing about WoW and why I feel like it's so engaging, this is me trying to readjust my thoughts because I think I lost that train, um, well, let me let me let me get back into that experience. So the queues were crazy, and there's been a lot of talk about the queues online, especially on Reddit. I haven't even bothered getting on the WoW forums because that used to be where people would go to complain in the community every week, every Tuesday. World of Warcraft would do a scheduled maintenance, and they would say, "Hey, from 7 a.m. to." whatever the time. We're going to have a weekly scheduled maintenance. They would say it's going to take four hours. And most of the time it would take more than that, take five hours, six hours. Sometimes it would be done. It'd be going till most of the day and you wouldn't get to play your game or play your character that day at all. Now that was always frustrating because I happened to have Tuesdays off and I was like, cool, I can just do what I want to do. But it was down, so I had to learn to do other stuff. So I watched a lot of anime then. I binge watched Bleach. I watched so much, so much stuff. Um, Hikaru no Go, I believe I watched the later seasons because they were still coming out at the time. But I just remember there being a lot of complaining. There was a lot of people saying, this is insane. I paid this amount of money, uh, and I need to play this game right now. Um, and other people saying, I don't get why everybody's complaining. There's maintenance is scheduled every week. Why don't you just get off the game for Tuesdays and do something else? And people say, no, I should be able to do what I want again and again, back and forth. So when I saw the queue times, and there was going to be supposedly an hour and a half before I got in the game, I was like, oh man, people are going to go nuts. And they didn't disappoint. Some of the stories that I've read, I read this one guy's story on Reddit and hold on, let me pull up his, let me pull up his actual uh, Reddit name so I can, I can give him the, the credit that he deserves. He tells this really amazing, fantastic story about how his entire guild was supposed to was supposed to get in uh, classic wow hold on 
it's so it's so hard to uh, multitask and do this stuff. Um, but I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. He tells a story about being dis disappointment, disappointed about the cues, about what he tried to do, and I'm hoping that I can pull it up quickly so I don't have to give you an overview because it always sounds better when I can give you the actual words from somebody. This is good pod right here, good, good content. All right, I should have had this ready to go, I guess, but maybe it got removed or something. So, okay, here's with this guy's story because I cannot find it. He got together uh, his guild, group of about 40 adults, 40 people, and they said, okay, we're all going to play this game together. Um, we're all going to play on this server over here. They said, cool. Half of them got into the server. The other half could not get in at all after waiting for like two or three hours. So they said, well, we'll just play around on this other server. Now that they've played on the other server, they're all like level 18, and they're like, I think I'm going to stay on this server because I've already invested all this time. Meanwhile, the other half of his guild is like, well, we're on this server where we originally planned on playing, and you guys can get in now, so come on over. But nobody wants to abandon their server. Everybody wants to stay where they're at. And I get it. It's time. It's a time investment in the game. That's the point. Wow doesn't really celebrate um, recreation in the beginning. In the beginning, because of how long it takes to get ramped up, because of how many days and energy and hours it takes to really get going, you don't want to start over unless you absolutely have to. So that frustration that he is experiencing, he's worried that he's going to have to um, disband the guild, find all new peeps, change things up. It is nuts. And there's, he's not the only story. I wish I could have found his name so you could read the story on Reddit. But go to Classic Wow Reddit thread, r slash Classic Wow. And I'm sure he's like one of the top 20 stories that you can read about the cues specifically. Those other stories of people saying this is nuts. Uh, in Europe, one of the servers had to they had a queue to get in line for the queue. So, right. I mean, just imagine that. They can't even just get in line. It's like the line is the line's too long, so we're going to have a line over here for people that are waiting to get in line once we have some room. Wild. So... I expected all of that, and I'm sure many people expected it too, because, you know, MMO launches are always crazy. I don't really care what the developers are saying. They're all going to spin you a ray of sunshine, because with WoW, they're trying to get that cash. WoW makes so much money. That's why everybody goes the MMO route, because it's endless money. If you can get people to invest, they're going to pay you indefinitely, like a Netflix subscription. They're just going to keep paying forever, because to lose that character is to lose a part of yourself. Even though, after a certain time, you probably don't have to keep paying for them to, say, to sustain the world and the maintenance and all that stuff. So... You could technically, I'm sure they could afford it if people who've been paying for three plus years or four plus years cancel their subscriptions, but then were able to still log on to their character in perpetuity, but they're not going to do that just because 
it's a business. Let's be real. They're there to make money. And that's the contract that we kind of signed up for. So when you've invested five years of your life into the MMO, uh, it's hard to let go. And I get it. That's one of my fears as well, is that when it comes to stuff like this, I get super obsessive about a new game. Um, with Dragon's Dogma, I played it like crazy the past like five or six days because it was fun, something to do. And now with this, I've been playing it like crazy. Um, but yeah, the cues have been insane. But that's the only real detriment because once you're in, man... Once you're in the game, it's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. I'm having more fun in Classic WoW than I've had in World of Warcraft the entire time where I played. Now, in the beginning, there's always that new excitement. But I didn't catch it at the right time. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I love events. I love when the moment is happening. Guild Wars 2 would pepper world events. So you could be going, doing whatever you want, and then all of a sudden, hey, there's a giant wolf troll creature, metal, uh, zombie, robot, evil bad guy, super villain, whatever. And you got to go take them down as a world. And as long as you're in there, and as long as you're doing your part, you get some XP. And you don't have to quest up. It just knows. That is an event. City of Heroes had uh, some brief moments where they just designed world's events, world events with, oh my God, the city is being invaded by giant abominable snowmen. Everybody needs to come and take them down. And... That's what we did. And so people would pull out their characters that they were trying to level because the snowmen kept appearing and we kept getting more and more XP. It's an event. I love those. Wow doesn't have many of those, at least not the classic. It's different. It's uh, instanced. It's group-based. And even if you're taking on a local uh, boss, somebody who is a little bit more of a rare uh, a rare boss or a rare fight or a rare creature, you got to be in the group in order to get XP. And that's one of the funny things is doing the early quests are hilarious because there's not enough quests to go around. <laughs> there's so many people in the game. There are so many. And even now, I'm thinking I'm going to log in uh, once I finish recording just so that I'm in line because it's about 3.45 now. And by the time that I think it's done, I may be able to get in an hour or so later because now people are getting home. People are logging in remotely from the office. People are gearing up to play when they get back, so forth and so on. And I kind of just want to see what's going on. I kind of want to sit in the inn and see if I can make some more bags. But that's going to that's gonna be a story I'm going to tell here in a second. So... There, if in the beginning, in the beginning, I made a, an undead priest because I wanted to play a priest because I wanted to play a class that would force myself to party up. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it as a healing class or a healing party member in the beginning. And then if I decide to do PvP, I'm going to restructure my talents as a shadow priest. But I think I'm going to go straight healing, straight leveling, straight healing, straight leveling. Right. So 
um, talking with my buddy, because he's so familiar with the undead section intimately, he was like, well, you should play an undead character because then we can start in the same zone, this and that. He's like, are you cool with that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do undead. So we played through the first night and it was so much fun. We wandered around the whole of Death Knell. I've never been to Death Knell. He knew where all of the different locations were because he's leveled characters so many times. And every time there's an expansion, he jumps on and if he gets bored, he levels different characters. It's his go-to game after Pokemon. Now, I was having a great time wandering around, playing a priest, but it wasn't quite fitting me the way that I thought. I mean, we were having so much fun, and every time we would try to do like one of the beginner quests, like one was like, okay, go kill 10 skeletons, and there would be like hundred other people all trying to kill skeletons at the same time. So we were having to dash in and quickly try to tag the skeleton before someone, another group did. So it took like way longer. Um, there were these quests to like get boxes, right? And whenever you like get an item, the mouse cursor changes to a gear. You right click it and then it loads. But the first person that loads the gear is the one that gets it. So even if you're in the same party, only one person can get that item. Classic wow. There's no loot sharing. There's no, if it's a quest, everyone gets an item. Everyone, no, no, no. It tries to be quote unquote realistic. Hilarious. Now, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. He's like, oh my God, this is crazy. I mean, he's laughing too. We're having a lot of fun. And there's just so many people. There's so many people. There was these uh, scarlet, I think they were scarlet emissary or scarlet monastery rejects or something. They had a little camp out by the Death Knell area, and they just had a bunch of magic users and some more stuff. And we had to wait for this one person to spawn, and there was quite a few people sitting around waiting. Um, but it was like that with everything. So questing in the beginning was tough because there just wasn't enough quest stuff to go around. There wasn't enough space. But it didn't matter because... The world was alive. There's chatter going on in the group chat. There's space to run. There's that excitement where everyone is new, where everything is super fresh and bright and new, and we don't exactly know what's going to happen with the world. And people are like, well, is it going to turn back into the current iteration, or is it going to stay vanilla the entire time? I'm not really sure. I have no idea, but it makes me want to play the current iteration anyway, just to see, just to see what happens, just to see. Um, so fast forward a little of that. We played that for three, four hours because uh, we got in the server after about two and a half, no, after about three and a half hours. We got in at about 8.20. We started it at about five. So that's what, three and a half hours about? Later, uh, we played for another three hours, had a good time. Uh, then he went to sleep so that he could um, get ready for work. And then I just sort of signed off too. Um, and that kind of was that. When I laid down that night, I got on Reddit and I was reading about other people's experiences. And the world of Warcraft kind of like flitted about my head while I closed my eyes and drifted off. And that night... I had a dream. 
I dreamt that I was wandering the world of Warcraft in a different body and a different environment. I dreamed that I was dancing, but in a big, wide, odd way. I dreamed that I was healing, but I was laughing and joking more. And I was towering over certain other characters, so forth and so on. And when I woke up, I realized in that dream, I was a troll priest, not an undead priest. So I re-rolled. Now, the beautiful thing is I had the time off. So I said, I'm going to get my character back up to a manageable level for when my buddy gets back on tonight. And then I'll figure out how to get him back over to the undead city. Now, keep in mind, I've never played on the Horde side. I kind of know how to do it with dwarves. I know how to do it with gnomes and stuff like that to get to Goldshire. But how do I get over there? Now, getting from city to city is tougher than you think because the the guides that are out there are not very clear. They give you too much extraneous information. If you were to say, how do I get from this city to this city? And they were just to be like, oh, here's a map. Go from here to here. Uh-uh. The maps aren't clear. The maps don't tell you all the cities. The maps don't show you enough. People tell you... Um, things in really weird roundabout ways. It's my biggest pet peeve when looking up stuff on the internet is on YouTube. People want to give you too much information when you need the most precise, most efficient, optimized bit of information in order to achieve whatever task you're trying to achieve. And that's the case here with World of Warcraft. But... That was cool. I knew I had all morning to get my, into the groove of my character, and then I, could, uh, I had to go pick up. My girl and I, our car was in the shop, so I was going to go pick that up, and then when I got back that afternoon, I was going to figure out how to walk my character back to the undead starting city. So I rolled my character. He's cool as hell. Uh, we're playing on Blamo, B-L-A, U-M-E-U-X or whatever, however it's pronounced. You guys can find it. And the new character has the very diabolical name of Lemon Lips. So I made my troll priest and I had way more fun instantly. I was out killing boars with 30 other people killing boars. I randomly uh, started doing my capoeira dance with this other troll mage, and then he added me to a group, and he was like my buddy. He knew everything about the starting zone, so he just took me around everywhere. And I had some of the best uh, level one to seven, really, experience just seeing the beginning parts of the troll and orc starter zone. Uh, I think it's Druatar or Druamar. I'm not going to look up these names because there's so many. There's so much stuff on WoW. But I had so much fun. Actually, you know what? I am going to look I am going to look it up. Uh, one of the benefits about recording this on my laptop um, is that I have my laptop. <laughs> I don't exactly have uh, a co-host or anything to do that for me. But that's okay. Uh, I like, as I said earlier, I like kind of doing everything uh, for myself. So, Drew, Durotar, Durotar. Wow, the trolls aren't even listed on this website. See, this is what I'm talking about. The troll isn't even listed. It just says orc. Oh, yeah, they are. I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up. 
my bad, or control duotar. So I had a great time. I had a great time doing that. And it was my first time just kind of like going and experiencing it. He took me to this island after we got a few more levels. After we got all the quests in the beginning area and then we got to be about level five, there are these islands with these tigers and all of these troll shamans that you have to, um, they call it like the war of whatever. And there were so many people surrounding the boss waiting for it to spawn. And when I say so many, I mean about 30 to 35 people, all the characters standing in the spot and everyone figuring out like, how are we going to make this? Who's going to get it first? Everyone's just hoping that they can tag the mob first, so forth and so on. Uh, I have a priest and I had just gotten the shadow spell, whatever the first shadow spell is, where it's instant. So I'm like, all right, I have an opportunity here. It spawned twice. We didn't get it. And the people that did get it, they were like, ha, enjoy waiting in line, suckers. <laughs> you know, the mature um, horde section. And it's funny because some people were saying, hey, we're not going to accomplish anything like that. Let's all get in a line and then we can each take our time and we'll get done with it faster. Come on, let's get in the line. And of course, nobody moved. And people were like, well, true, the line would be faster but no one's gonna get in the line because you're not gonna trust anybody and people are too rambunctious and anxious and stuff like that. Um, but it was a lot of, I had a really good time wandering from island to island, swimming until I had to go pick up my car. So I went back to the, to the, the town, uh, logged out and um, got the car, came back, logged back in, and then I was like, okay, now I have to figure out how to get to the city. On my way to pick up the car, I was YouTubing videos of how to walk from city to city, and they were kind of helpful, but not really. There wasn't really anybody anymore talking about how to just walk from place to place. There's no real sense of help for the newer player. Everybody likes to call people new and act as if a lack of knowledge is, I'm talking about in-game. When someone says, hey, does anyone know where this thing is? And then people's first response is like, yeah, in my butt. And then we're like, okay, I guess we got to check inside that guy's butt. But there's an actual real lack of kind of like understanding for people who have a lack of knowledge. I think there's a term for that too, how we can't believe that someone else doesn't have the same information that we have inside our own heads. There's a term for that and we are like shocked and appalled. Like what, you don't know what a giraffe, like the length of a giraffe's neck just because we saw it in a documentary. Or what, you haven't seen this great new show in we get weird about that type of stuff, but that's actually like a real thing. Like we feel odd when we feel odd when we don't know, uh, when other people don't know the things that we know. And it takes a little bit of maturity to gain that. That's where the whole noob thing came from. So when someone comes in and they're like, hey, how do I, and they just ask a question, people are like, hey, we're not here to teach you. This isn't tutorial zone. You need to figure that out, son, and come back. And it's just like, all right, like, it's not that serious. But to them, it is. Um, and part of that for me, too, comes with being uh, your Uncle Hokage. Um, I had the weirdest experience today. Um, so let me take a sip to that, and then I'm going to get right into this, because this story, this is a good story. This is a good one. <sighs> Vodka-rific. Okay. 
So my buddy was trying to kind of guide me on character setup. He's playing an undead rogue. And he's like, okay, I want to play it for these effects. I want to make sure that I can kind of vanish if someone tries to gank me or I can vanish if I'm trying to attack somebody else, gank somebody else in the PvP setting, right? Well, he's like, okay, you're going to want to pick your profession uh, because it's really going to help you for later on, maybe for making money or for making materials. And he recommended for me to do tailoring. Now, back in the day, I eventually, after two or three attempts, did two gathering professions to try to earn money, which kind of worked, but kind of didn't. Because I think that the system, the economy was too well established at the time, so it was too time-consuming to really get money. That's where the whole gold farmer thing came from. The players in other countries, mainly Korea, whom were paid to go and just farm gold, farm gold, farm gold for American players or players in Europe or whatever. So now that everything is new, there's still that kind of, almost that draw, that need to try and get some... Um, some gold to try to get these materials to try to get stuff like that. You know what I mean? There is a uh, there's a there's a market. When I was looking into tailoring, I realized that everybody is tailoring linen linen bags. Everyone's tailoring bags because that's what all that everybody wants because it's only been on out for three days. So if you can provide that material, people are hella grateful. So I was like, all right. I'm going to learn the tailoring, and that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to get to a certain level to where I can learn to tailor bags, and I had to get to level 45. I can't remember. I'm blanking on the level. But I wanted to make sure that I wanted to provide value to the realm. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to be priest too, because I like kind of hanging back and managing and, and throwing out heels and buffs and stuff like that. That's really what I want to do. I want to, I want to be a part of a group and a party and a guild and go on the big fun raids that I never really got to experience before. I don't, I'm not going to get obsessed with the game to where it becomes calculated and to where it becomes uh, incredibly um, not fun. I like the flexibility, I like the adventure, I like the thrill of seeing the places and going and getting this stuff. I don't want it to turn into math. That bores me to tears, and I feel like that happens a lot. That whole Make Love Not Warcraft famous South Park episode, the results where the kids ended up as a super out of weight pimply kids who never left the chair because they had to turn the game into math in order for them to really play it to that high degree. If that's what you have to do, I'm not that interested. Now that's obviously a super extreme example for the case of satire, but there is some truth to it. You have to really put in those details, those statistical details to give yourself that 1% advantage. And I was so out of my wheelhouse and so out of my interest zone that I just won't do it. But I can at least see all the cool content in the game by getting to a max level 60 character, which I think would be fun. And I found out another thing. 
Um, because I had a goal of wanting to learn how to make a linen bag, and because I was testing selling things in the auction house, now that I'm comfortably, my troll is comfortably um, housed in Brill, and I can go back and forth between Undercity, now I feel like I'm having fun just killing mobs because I'm trying to get that cloth. I need that cloth. Uh, last night, I made about, I don't know, 15 bags. I saved three put 13 of them in the auction house, and they all sold. Every single bag sold. I don't know if people were just buying them, reselling them, buying them for their guild, but I sold them at a pretty reasonable price to where you can buy a, a five-slot bag for five silver. I sold them for 3.25 silver, which is a little bit lower than what people were selling them for. I think they were going for four silver. But... I wanted to see what the marketplace was doing. And now that I know, I feel like as people are slowly getting to that level, he who has the high profession in the beginning stages can actually make a little bit of money. So I just spent all of last night farming uh, farming linen, linen cloth. I went to a farm. And I just kept attacking the hostile farmers and I just kept collecting linen. And I was just collecting linen and listening to stuff and listening to Gordon Ramsay on my TV, watching uh, MasterChef and collecting cloth and stacking it up. And then I just sat and I just made a ton of linen bolts, ton of linen bolts, ton of linen bolts till I got to the appropriate level until I could make bags. And I ran to Undercity and I got a bunch of coarse material, coarse thread, and I just made, I just, I just knocked out tons of bags. And then, now that I could make the bags, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm getting a thrill. That underlying thrill that I didn't expect because there is a value there, there is a need. So my character now has plenty of bags. I didn't even make, the farmers just dropped them. When I was trying to get the material, farmers kept dropping bag after bag after bag. So I got a red bag, I got a green bag, I gave my buddy a black bag, and I had some linen bags set to the side for him when he gets on today. Here's where it got weird. So I'm farming, I'm, I'm checking my character today to see what's sold, and I'm walking back to Brill, and I had some random funny interactions with some dude. He kept calling me Trollface, um, which I thought was really funny, uh, but I gave him a couple of buffs, and then I asked a question, and he... he uh, he whispered to me the answer. Like, I was like, I thought maintenance was down. He was like, no, no, they already did it. He was like, effing troll face. <laughs> I was laughing. But anyways, uh, one person was like, hey, can anyone make bags, linen bags? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I was like, bring the material and I will, I will craft for you a linen bag. And I think it's, now I know it's six linen to get, one bag because that's going to give you three, six linen gives you three coarse threads, which, no, no, six linen gives you three bolts, linen bolts, which you need for one bag. And I was going to supply the coarse thread myself. So it's three coarse threads and three linen bolts and it takes six linen cloths to make those three. And the, I think farming so far is the only way to get the linen cloth or you can buy them, um, which I only recommend for the auction house if you are super, super desperate and you just need to go up one level so you can get some stuff. Uh, I think I spent 1.2 silver, 
five silver on four pieces of linen cloth just so I can level up one space so that I can now craft woolen cloth uh, to get to 75. But, so, uh, as he's saying this, he whispers to me, and then the guy who called me Trollface whispered to me as well, and he's like, hey, I, you, can you use some linen bags for me too? I was like, yeah, 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 man. So he gave me the material, the first guy, as I get to the thing, and I craft all the bolts, then I craft the three bags, and I was like, I don't remember, know exactly how much material you gave me, but here's three bags, here's two bags, and he's like, awesome. And then... Um, I was telling him like the breakdown, so forth and so on. And this other guy, he gave up to me and he trades me like um, like a chicken leg and some random pattern and something else. And I was like, oh, I guess he just wants me to have some stuff as a thank you. So I'm like, cool, thank you. And then he's like, hey, where are my bags? And I was like, oh, you didn't give me any material yet. He's like, you said that if I gave you this pattern that you would make me three bags. I was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, I just need the bags. Just give me the bags. And I was like, he's like, well, give me my stuff back. I'm like, gladly. So I give him his stuff back. And I'm not going to say his character name. You'll see why toward the end. So he gives me, I give him his stuff back. And he's like, where's my bags? Where's my bags? And he's like, where's my, and then I was, and I was like, you didn't give me materials. He's like, all right, here's some materials. So he gave me some material. And I was like, cool, you gave me mats for two bags. So I'll go ahead and I'll make those. Um, no, he's, he gave me mats for one bag. And he's like, I'll go ahead and make those. He's like, no, you said that if I gave you a pattern, you would make me brand new bags. And I was like, I don't know. That never happened. And the other guy next to me, he's like, this guy's really annoying. And I was like, well, I got some extra bags. But he was kind of annoying. I would have just given him an extra bag. But I was like, I'll give you the bag for four silvers. Still cheaper than the, the bags you can purchase yourself for five. And he was like, no, no, no. Give me my pattern. And I was like, what are you talking about? I already gave you your pattern back. And he's like, I don't have it. And I was like, really? And I was like, oh, I'm realizing when I put all the stuff he gave me into the trade window, you know, you right click, right click, right click, and it appears. When I right click the pattern, it learned it. I was like, oh, I right clicked the pattern and it learned it. And I was like, sorry about that, bud. Tell you what, I'll just give you a bag anyway. And um, as a, an apology, because I accidentally clicked your pattern. And he and he was like, what? You stole my pattern. I was like, no, 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 no. Here is a bag for your, for your trouble. And, uh, and then he was like, well, you said if I gave you that pattern. I was like, no, no, I didn't say that. Why would I say that? The, the pattern that he's talking about, you can purchase for about two silvers. Like, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Like, I know he got it from a drop, and he thought it was super amazing, and he's level six or level five, and he's like, well, I just need three bags, and the other guy's like, chill the hell out, dude. So he's hopping up and down. One guy is waiting. He's like, are you still making bags? I was like, yeah, man, come on. So I'm trying to talk to him, trying to talk to the other guy, trying to make these bags. Uh, I give the other guy another bag, make sure he has three. He bounces. The third guy, he's just being so annoying. So he was like, he was like tell you what. I was like, you gave me materials for another bag, so let me go ahead and craft it, even though you're being obnoxious. And so I crafted that second bag, I gave it to him, and he starts flipping out. He's like, I need a third bag. I was like, well, go fucking buy it, dude. Go buy your third bag, because you're being really annoying. And so he starts yelling in the chat. He says, don't buy from Lemon Lips. Lemon Lips is a a crook. He stole my pattern. He stole my bags. He stole my materials. And I was like, what? That's weird. And so people were like, oh, Bo, it's a claim. No, what did he say? He said I was a scammer. 
And people said, the, this is now classic wow, because people are claiming scammers. And then one other person gets on. He was like, yeah, I believe this character, because Lemon Lips did the same thing to me at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but he, he's going on and on, and people were like, well, you got to be careful, you know, be careful with your materials, this and that. And I wasn't going to say anything, but then I was like, man, this kid is ridiculous. I was like, that's not what happened at all. Um, I was like, I gave you uh, a free bag already. This kid is being ridiculous. I'm not really going to say much more on that. But he kept going, he kept going, he kept going, he kept going, he kept going. And while he's saying all this diatribe, this other guy's been waiting for like 20 minutes just to get a bag. And I was like, sorry, dude. So I gave him a free bag just because he'd been waiting so long. And then I crafted a second bag out of the little materials he had. So he got, he got two bags for the price of one, basically. And they're not paying me. They're just giving me the materials. I'm getting the benefit because I'm leveling up and tailoring and stuff. And I'm, we're just, you know, I'm trying to help out the realm. You know what I'm saying? And this kid is still screaming throughout the server. And so I was like, okay, I got to say something. So I was like, hey, I was like, hey, this is not what happened. When I tried to give him his materials back, I accidentally right-clicked on his pattern, so I gave him a free bag as an apology, and then I still made him a third bag, even or a second bag, even though he was flipping out over all this stuff. Um, now, I didn't say in the chat that I also bought an equivalent pattern and he mailed it to this kid, just so that he would just relax, because they're only two silver, but, and I was like, why would I trade three bags for a two silver pattern. That doesn't make any sense. So then people were like, okay, hearing both the sides and seeing this one guy just yelling into uh, the chat, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm believing Lemon Lifts. Sounds like he's telling the truth. This other guy just seems like annoying. And then people started getting on, be like, oh my God, not this guy again. He's been going on to three different servers saying that people are scamming him. He's been saying a bunch of crazy stuff. And then this other guy, in the end, he just opens up a trade with me. And he was like, hey, uh, and I was like, oh, bags? He's like, yeah. So he gave me the materials for two bags. I gave him the bolts. Uh, I turned them into bolts, created two bags, and gave them back to him. He's like, hey, Chad, I just, <laughs> I just got a bag from Lemon Lips. He gave me no problems at all. I crafted them in two seconds. No big deal. So the guy's going crazy. And then everyone just started going in on this kid, saying, oh, look at his name. He's just going to steal all your stuff. Don't believe him. And they just went in on him for like 10, 15 minutes. I was laughing. And then I felt a little bad because I know that he has to be a little bit crazy and a little bit young or maybe just a little bit young, but it's just like one of those things where, huh, I was not expecting this from Classic WoW, but I guess this must have happened tons of times in the past. Because even though I'm just sitting there trying to like, you know, do right by the realm, make some cool friends, you know, hang out and laugh with, joke with people, he just was pissed about something and was looking for a reason to whatever. And I was still trying to be cool with him, but then he kept on, kept keeping on. So I've never experienced anything like that before. But this other guy, he was like, what? You, uh, this guy's crazy. Uh, Lemon Lips gave me a free bag just because I had to wait so long. And then he just started going in about this kid saying, oh, and he um, he's going to steal uh, all your material. I tried to trade with him and he he stole my soul. He stole my soul. <laughs> Hearthstone, like just a bunch of a bunch of nonsense, but that really gave me faith in the community 
for a lot of reasons because the community wasn't concerned with anything other than just the good nature and keeping things light and keeping things friendly and enjoying their time in the server. And so I bought a bunch of coarse thread uh, before I logged off and I'm just gonna sit and I'm just gonna make linen bags. Whoever wants a linen bag, give me some cloth, give me six cloth, I'll get you a bag and we'll just get it done. Because there's nothing better than that community aspect of WoW Classic. And seeing the whole random bag drama, drama gate unfold in front of me just made it all worth it. So I'm really, really excited. I really had a good time. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I had so much fun farming the cloth. That's the weird thing. Because I was doing it for a purpose, now my tailoring is 75. Boom, I'm halfway there. I'm a journeyman tailor now. And I'm going to be making more and more stuff. I don't even know what I'm making. I'm just making bags. I can make another cool bag at 80, so I'm going to boost it to 80 today. And I'm going to just kind of keep doing it because I feel like I'm discovering what makes this game fun for me. And I'm finding ways to meet people by providing something and working with people in ways that I hadn't imagined. So I'm just having a great time. And I hope if you're playing Classic WoW and you're just having fun that you can talk about how it is for you as well. Because I think that this is one of the great gaming moments of the year. Whether you like it, love it, hate it, or want it to go away, it's undeniably fun and addictive. Um, so yeah, so if you're playing in Blemur, and I can't remember the server name, it's like B-L-A-U-M-E-L. X or something like that, um, and you're on the horde, say hello to Lemon Lips, <laughs> which is me, Uncle Hokage. I'll craft you a bag if you can give me the six linen uh, so that everybody can go get their materials and we can keep this horde party going because now I'm doing something that I never thought I would do and saying things I never thought I would say, like for the horde. Oh, uh, man. So... What else can I say about this classic WoW experience? I hope you guys have some time to play it just to get that nostalgia because it's, it's a lot of fun. It feels great. It feels good. It feels like a part of my life that I didn't know that I was missing. And I'm able to hang out with my buddy on a more frequent basis than I have been previously. So I think that this is a good thing. I'm about to log in right now, sit through the queues for a while. It's about 4.15, so they should probably have some queues. And once I get in, I'm going to zoom my way back over to Brill Inn so that I can make some more linen bags for the people. So uh, I'm Uncle Hokage. I'm your otaku uncle. And thanks for listening to the anime, Uncle Hokage's anime podcast. And I know that we didn't talk about anime this time or the last time, but I'm having a really good time just talking about whatever I'm obsessed with. So, uh, yeah, do me a favor. Share this podcast with one other person who loves MMOs. That's how I kind of get going and make my reach is when you guys share the podcast with one person to the other. Um, so yeah, like, share, subscribe, love, peace, and hair grease. Peace.